Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Artemis Brower, along with... Jared Chaffin. How are we doing, Artie? Oh, man. I'm happy to be back, brother. It's 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 been a while. I, we haven't recorded since I'm, before I went to Vegas, right? Nope. Uh, last time we recorded, you uh, were about to go to Vegas. That was our that was our Chris Johnson our Chris Johnson yeah podcast. that was our Chris Johnson podcast. It feels like it's been a long long time away. Um, I'm happy to be back with you, brother. We got we got some interesting baseball news, a lot of baseball news to cover on this episode. So uh, I'm happy to be back. Happy to hear what you got to say. Hope the people enjoy this episode, and uh, you know, let's get to it real quick, Artie. I can't I can't I can't start the the podcast without saying yeah episode number fifty nine. We're talking Jim Tomey. We're talking TJ Oshie, Jim Tomey, Hall of Famer, uh, MLB Hall of Famer. He wore number 59 in 1991 mm. with the Cleveland Indians. Or didn't Tomey did Tome play for the White Sox too? He did. He yes, did. he did. Yep. He played for the Southside Bombers. Yep. He, uh, he, he, played for, he played for the Sox for a little bit. Um, I think – I'm trying to think what he went into the, to the Hall of Fame as. I'm thinking he probably went in as, as a Philly. That, that's what I – that's what I think of when I think of Jim Tummy. I think of Philadelphia. Right. Um, but then TJ Oshie, um, I mean. I was shocked that you put TJ Oshie in the show notes. Because yeah. <laughs> I know he's a, he's a capital. So. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a good story. I mean, he. I don't know if you saw Artie. His, his dad actually passed away here um, probably about a month ago, less than a month wow, ago. I yeah, I didn't know that. And, uh, and actually in his first game back after uh, dealing with his, the passing of his father, he came back and scored a hat trick in, in his first game back, which was wow. which was really cool. I mean, I, I don't, I still don't like, I still don't like the man, but uh, until until he uh, changes the jersey, then then maybe we'll talk, okay? <laughs> those are those are two greats, though. Jim Tomey, T.J. Oshie, definitely two greats in their respective sports, and uh, you know we love to hear. I don't know how we're gonna keep this going because the numbers keep getting higher and higher, and it gets harder to name greats when, when the numbers get higher and higher. Like when we get into the, I don't know, the, the nineties, I don't know of any great players that rock 90 numbers. So. I mean, the great one, 99. Wayne Gretzky. Oh, see, I didn't know his number. I, I didn't know Wayne Gretzky's number. I, I know that's the great one, but I didn't know his number. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I didn't grow but, up watching hockey. I'm sorry. I mean, there, there's a, there's, there's still some good guys or good numbers that have been worn. In the, up in the '90s, we'll probably look at more uh, NFL uh, when we get to the '90s. But um, yeah, definitely then, the '80s. There's a whole bunch of good players in the in, in the '80s. And, and then number. I'm I'm thinking like when we get to the hundreds, which we still got a ways oh, to go. Man. Yeah. What What do I do? Do I just start over? Do I just start from scratch? I, I think that's I got a, to. that's a that's a good question. I think I got yeah. To. yeah, you probably do got to start over. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't mind doing it. I don't yep. mind doing it. We'll, we'll start from we'll start from scratch. But Artie, you went to Vegas. How was Vegas? Did you uh, come back with any money? I didn't come back with no money. I only made eighty five dollars. That was off of a bet. I bet that the uh, the Celtics would win Game Two. Uh, it was either Game Two or Game Three. W- one of the games that they won. That's the game that I bet on, and they won. So I won eighty five dollars off of that. I actually cashed that in a couple of days ago and got my money back for it. Um, nice. Outside of that, nope, I didn't. I didn't make any money. We really didn't gamble that much, man. We gambled maybe two hours of the entire trip. See, and next, we were there for four days. I, so I, the only time I've been to Vegas, I, I was up sixty-five bucks on the penny slots, and I should have cashed <laughs> out. I should have yeah. cashed out. I kept playing. I mean, I didn't have any money. I, I came into Vegas with like two hundred bucks to my name, 
And uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. $200 in Vegas is, is just breakfast in, but, in the morning. But I, I did, I did break even. So, so I was happy. Um, I did break even. I didn't lose money. I just left with the money I, I came with. It was it was a good time though, man. It was a real good time. We did a lot of sightseeing. You know, did did a helicopter ride. Went on a little gondola ride. It was real romantic, real sweet, real 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 nice. It was a real good time. I enjoyed Vegas. I don't want to go back no time soon. It's very expensive out there. We we got to get a guys trip out there. We got to get we got to get the guys together and go to Vegas. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But through Atlantic City, go to Vegas. <laughs> I, honestly, I got I have more luck in Atlantic City though. I've act, like I've never been to Atlantic City and not won money. I always win money when I go to Atlantic City. So I love that little that little dumpster fire up there in, in New Jersey. <laughs> Thank a lot to you. So what, but, what we got going on, Artie? Jared, getting off of my Vegas innuendos and getting to some real sports. Baseball is in full swing. That we are is. getting to the end of the season. Regionals have been set. We know that we are going to be hosting a regional. But before all of that, let's talk about this AAC conference tournament. What did you think about the Pirates in that tournament? I know we didn't win the American Athletic Conference championship, um, but we did ma- end up making it to the semifinals after, you know, losing our first game. Uh, what do you think about our performance overall in the conference tournament? Yeah, I mean, Artie, I, I can't think of a time or I can't, I can't remember a time that the team that has won the American Athletic Conference regular season title has actually gone in and won the conference tournament. So that, that's nothing new. I mean, right. it's, it's happened several times before. Um, luckily, ECU's resume uh, did, get, did get them one of the national seeds, one of the top 16 seeds in the tournament. Um, so th- that, that is good. It wasn't, the, it wasn't the performance that we were hoping to see, mm-hmm. but it just goes to show that I, I, think had we, I think had we been on a normal baseball schedule all year, meaning – a three-game series on the weekend and a game or two during the week. Um, I, I think ECU's chances would have fared a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, they they had to have a couple bull, bullpen games, but that happens. That happens anytime you you have one of these tournaments. There's always going to be a couple bullpen games, and, and that's yeah. what happened. Um, now, what I did like to see was the studs for ECU stood out. They stood out. Yes, they they, ca- they came in and, and they did their job and they did what was expected of them. I'm talking Gavin Williams. I'm talking Carson Wisenhut. I'm talking Connor Norby. I'm talking Thomas Francisco. I, I mean, even like Seth Cadell. I'm talking these guys. They came out and, and they balled out this weekend. Zach Agnos, another one, had, had a really good weekend. Um, I mean, to me, it's not as big of a deal not winning the conference tournament. What, what I did like to see was after, I mean, after getting run ruled in game one against the lowest seed in the tournament, I mean, <laughs> that, that, that's a tough look. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you just don't see that. You just don't but see it. after doing that, I mean, the Pirates found that composure and, and came back and came through the win, or the loser's bracket, excuse me, and was able to really kind of force the issue. And they were, I mean, they were an, a misplayed ball, misplayed pop out in uh in left field away from really i mean making some noise in the ninth inning and and sending this thing to extras or even um winning it on a walk-off i mean they they tied or they scored a run in the ninth inning of the semifinal game the elimination game against ucf and they they were looking they were looking uh poised to, to actually pull this one out but had uh had that 
ball not or that error not been made in in the outfield, then uh, we, we'd probably be talking about ECU going on to the championship and poss- quite possibly winning the whole thing. Yeah, I mean that that game one loss was definitely a little alarming. Honestly, when you get run ruled like that and you're the top seed uh, overall, it, that's very much alarming. But on on the one hand, I'm happy that happened in a conference tournament instead of it happening in a regional or a super regional. We'd much rather go ahead and get that out the way now, get get all those bugs, get all those little whatever we got to get out the way now. There's really nothing left we had to prove. I mean, yes, winning a conference championship, that's 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 one of the goals at the beginning of the season. It would have been nice and it would have been really, really, you know, good to do. Um, but we were already regular season champs. We already proved we were the best in the American. We know that we're the best in the American. Um, hopefully they know now you know, you, you can't take anybody. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what they did. You know, was, was, was taking anybody for granted. I don't, I don't um, think that's what they did. I, the one thing that I know about this ECU baseball team, the one thing I know is that if the bats aren't hot, the bats right. aren't hot. Right. It, I right. mean, we saw, we saw it in that, in that elimination game against UCF, the bat, the bats just weren't hot. You ran into, a, you ran into a pitcher that, I mean, he just, he had his career best day. I mean, that, that happens in baseball. Now, on the, on the flip of that, our bullpen has been looking really nice as of late. How do you feel about our bullpen going into this regional, this Greenville regional? I, I, I'm really impressed with them. I think um, – and when we go – when we talk about the regional a little bit more here in a little bit, um, I, I think that you don't you probably don't start your, your number one or number two guys until uh, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Um, I, I think you, you probably lean on, on a guy like Tyler Smith on Friday, a, a guy that he's a starter, but he, he, can, he can get it done. He can get you the win against, I mean, a team that's never made the NCAA baseball tournament. I mean, right. he, he can get it done, right? I mean, you're, you're talking about, honestly, one of the worst teams in the College World Series tournament in Norfolk State that, he, that he's going to probably take on. So, I, I, would, I would probably save – and this is what Cliff Godwin did this past weekend. I mean, he, he saved Gavin Williams. He saved Carson Wisenhunt. Um, Jake Kuchmaner came in and he, he started, he started the elimination game. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think that was the, the thing that stood out to me. And as far as bullpen goes, I mean, we got a lot of guys out there. We got a lot of arms out there that can, that can throw. We've got one of the deepest bullpens in the, in the country. And, and I wouldn't be surprised to see almost all those, all those arms come out this weekend in, in hopes to save some of those innings in case you need um, that, that championship game on Monday. Um, just kind of seeing how this thing goes. I, I think that ECU is lucked out. I think, I think our regional, um, I don't, I mean, I'm not looking past any of these opponents that we have, but I think we do have one of the easier regionals just looking at it statistically. Now, speaking of the Greenville regional, and this kicks off Friday afternoon, um, you know, we've got a team in Charlotte, in my opinion, that's a little under the radar. It's a very, very, very good baseball club. We've got a team in Maryland that's decent, but nothing special. And then we've got a team in Norfolk State that is probably just happy to be there, right? I mean, they, 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 yeah. they won the – I mean, if we're being honest, they won the MEAC off, off a walk-off in the 11th inning. They're probably just happy to be there, and they should be. Um, but overall, what, what's, a, what's a sleeper? What, what, what would be one team? Is it just Charlotte and that's it that we, that we, we should really worry about in our specific regional? Or, um, I mean, Char- Charlotte's. I don't, I don't. If you pick Charlotte, I don't think that's a sleeper pick. Um, 
I don't think anybody's picking Charlotte, um, but I, I still don't think that's a sleeper pick. Um, okay. I think looking at it, I mean, they, I mean, they, they're top thirty RPI. So I mean, they're, they're a good team. They've got they've got a good resume. Um, but the the team that kind of worries me, and it's because there's there's not much known about them. It, it it's definitely that Maryland team. I mean, wow. they, they didn't play they didn't play outside of the Big Ten. Which the Big Ten wasn't wasn't that strong of a conference this year, right. and most of the time it isn't. Um, outside of like Michigan and uh, Ohio State, every once in a while. But um, I mean, you got Northwestern, you got Nebraska. That that um, or no, not Northwestern. I, I was thinking Northeast. I was thinking Northwestern, but it's Northeastern. So scrap that. But you got Nebraska that that's in the tournament. Um, I don't I don't know if there. You got Michigan and Nebraska. I think are the only other Big Ten teams in the in the tournament so um they they had a kind of of, of a rough year um mm-hmm. their their april was atrocious i think they went like nine and i think they went like nine and ten or something like that in april um right. so i mean to have a losing record in one month that's tough um now there, there's not much known about them the the one guy that kind of stood out to me for for maryland is this guy Matthew Shaw? I mean, he he he's a decent hitter, three thirty five hitter. He's got some pop. He's got five home runs. He also can do it on the base pass. He's got seven steals. That might be the guy to watch out for um, for Maryland, but I, I don't really think there's no team that is like, oh, I am worried about them in in this now, regional. Now, Norfolk State's obviously that's that's our first matchup. Anything from them that 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 has popped out to you that you might think will give us some troubles. Uh, well, looking at them, they, they've got some hitters. Um, now, the, they don't hit for pop, but they, they've got some good bat-to-ball guys. So, I mean, they, they've got to know three or four guys that have batting averages over 320. So, I mean, these are guys that can put the ball in play and uh, can, can make it hard on, on, a, on a pitcher. Now, some might say, well, then, why don't you go with a guy that is known to strike out with Gavin Williams? But I, I don't think you use your ace in a game like this, a, a game against um, Norfolk State. Now, others might say, well, yeah, you go with your ace, so you get in the winner's bracket and then let the rest play out from there. But um, I, I think if you're Cliff Godwin, you're, you're playing the long game once you see how uh, how this regional stacks up. Gotcha, gotcha. And another thing that <laughs> we, we both saw this is, you know, we, we were on a golf course yesterday, and when they were announcing the regionals and who were they getting paired up and matched up with, we saw that we are paired up with the Nashville Regional. Yep. And we all know who is in the Nashville Regional. We know that Vandy, the historical great baseball program that that is, is in the Nashville Regional. They are expected to win. They are probably going to win. How do you feel about that? You know, if, if we do come out of Greenville, and we should come out of Greenville and win this uh, regional that we're hosting, how do you feel about that next matchup possibly paired up with them? Yeah, I mean, that that regional is kind of an interesting one. Um, you got the number one seed Vanderbilt, and uh, number two is Georgia Tech, or no, number three is Georgia Tech. Number two is Indiana State. Number four is Presbyterian, and uh, I mean, the only team that I could really see making a run at that is Georgia Tech. I mean, we mm-hmm. we've um, seen Presbyterian before, um, not this year, but we've seen them in the past. I. I I mean, it's going to be hard sledding for, for these teams to 
to come out. But I, I really think – I mean, I think that if ECU gets through the Greenville Regional, mm-hmm. we'll be making a trip next week to, to Nashville. Um, I, I, don't, I don't see any way that anybody else in that, in that regional can kind of win. Um, but if I had to pick a team from that regional outside of Vanderbilt, it's Georgia Tech. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be that generous. It's going to be Vandy. <laughs> Vandy, Vandy's coming out of that regional. It's just I don't, I don't see anybody. I, I, I see somebody maybe giving them a little bit of a scare and keeping the game tight, keeping the game close. But as far as beating them in a the game, I, I just I don't see it. Realistically, what chances do you give us against Vanderbilt if that were to happen later on down the line? Um. Well. That, that that's uh i know cliff godwin would probably hate that if i were to look too far ahead we want to we want to take this one day at hey, a time. hey we don't we don't play for the team we can go ahead I, I know i know we but we want to take this one day as, at a time for as ecu fans but that's true it, that is it, true uh, i could see this being i mean it's it's gonna probably be a tight contest mm-hmm. now we can swing the bat with the best of them and i right. think we have two of the best pitchers now vanderbilt has arguably one of the top two pitchers in the country and Kamar Rocker. Um, I mean, threw a no hitter a couple years ago against Duke in the regional. I mean, dude is, dude is a stud. Um, but ECU has been known to, to get after some of these uh, quote unquote aces that, that they've seen throughout the year. Um, so the, I, I would be interested to see how that, how that comes. Um, Vanderbilt is a storied program. I mean, they've won national titles. They've got a lot of guys in the MLB. I mean, shout out Dansby Swanson, former first overall pick from Vanderbilt. Um, another, I'm trying to think some other ones. Uh, I think David Ross went there. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you got, you got some big names coming out of, coming out of Vanderbilt and, it's one of those programs they're they're like they are the uh they're the team to beat and if you want to win a national championship to be the best you got to beat the best you got to beat the best yep and right i mean arkansas they've had a great year vanderbilt i I think ecu um unfortunately got paired up with them i I, i'm not going to get into the the whole rankings thing because i don't agree with the 13th seed um, I, I still think ECU should have been closer to a 10 or 11 seed. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's just how the, how the cookie crumbles sometimes. And, uh, and, and that, that's what happened this year. Um, ECU got the 13th seed and, and is paired up with the four seed Vanderbilt. And, and, you know, I, I agree with you. I think they should have been a little higher. Um, and, and our path to a college world series is not going to be easy in the slightest if we continue to win. Um, you know, we're talking about an ECU baseball club that has been to 30 NCAA tournaments and has not reached a college world series. That is the most all time. And it's not even close. No other baseball program has been to that many tournaments and not reached a college world series. So we are starving for it. And I know ECU fans are starving for it. We're right there on the door. We've been knocking on the door for eons and eons and eons. Um, so hopefully this, this will be the year. Um, it's not like we're going to get any, any worse after this year, but, you know, hopefully we, we do, you know, make it into fruition and, and, and make it a, a reality and make it a possibility, but kind of getting out of our regional a little bit and going somewhere else, just the tournament as a whole, what are some teams that you're looking at across the nation and maybe a sleeper that people aren't talking about across the nation in this tournament? 
Oh man, a, a sleeper that people aren't talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Here, let me let me pull up the bracket. You, you, I'll put you on the spot. You did put me I'll on put the spot. I'll put you on the spot. Um, there there are some good teams. Um, that that really aren't really that well known. Um, there there's one. I don't even I don't even really know that much about them, but I know they had a top five RPI. They're mm-hmm. not a host. Um, if you give me a second, my computer's being slow. So now, I know that North Carolina themselves, we have six teams in the tournament, which is the most in the nation out of, you know, states, um, which was really interesting for me to see. Um, I know ECU, Duke, Charlotte, uh, is Wilmington in? Uh, no, NC State's in. NC State, and I don't know the other two, to be honest Campbell, with you. Campbell's in. Okay. Um, so. we, we're missing one. That was five. I know we're missing one. No disrespect to that last one. We just – we don't know. So. Oh, no. Pure disrespect. Um, <laughs> let's see. Looking looking down the line, uh, th- it's tough to say because they are a three seed. Mm-hmm. They're, they're in the number two seed bracket. Um, the one team that I would be on the lookout for is Fairfield. Um, Fairfield. Okay. So the thing with Fairfield is they're they're not well known, but they've had a a crazy good season. Artie, you Mm -hmm. want me to tell you what their record is? Where is it? Because I don't, I don't know Fairfield. They're 37 and three. Wow. And they're a three seed. Wow. With a top five RPI. Now, to be fair, they probably don't play in a good conference. No, no. Wherever they play. They probably don't, they're about to play with the big boys. So that's 37 and three record is probably going to be a little skewed a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, that, that's one of those teams, another team that, I mean, I don't know if they're really a, a sleeper, but looking at it from a, um, from, from a baseball fans perspective, mm-hmm. a team that, I mean, they, they've got some history. They've kind of had an up and down year. Their coach just announced their retirement. They got to go up to Oregon and play number three seed LSU. Um, that, that's one. That's one of those teams that I think. Uh, I think that's a that's a tightly contested regional. I mean, you got Oregon that's thirty seven and fourteen, Central Connecticut State, which is 28, 28 and thirteen, Gonzaga thirty three and seventeen, and then you got LSU thirty four and twenty two. Now, I, I think. I think the. Um, committees and I think all the voters have been kind of um I think I think they've been kind of high too high on on the Pac-12 I'm not really sold on them um so for Oregon to be a number one to be a one seed um I'm not really buying it so if there's going to be a a pick to win one of these regionals that that's one of them um just throwing out some others uh I mean looking at it the another another kind of crazy one would be Duke. Um, Duke coming out of the Tennessee, the Knoxville regional. Yeah, um, I mean they're a twenty. They're they're number two seed, but they they show they show that they can uh, play well when yeah. when the when the pressure's on. I mean to go through and win the AAC or the ACC tournament. Excuse me. Uh, that I mean to me that that that's something that really that really stands out. Um, but th- those are some teams that 
I think could could make some noise. Um, you never. So so we're not showing any love to Texas or Tennessee. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the the Fairfield would be kind of the the Cinderella team that I would pick. Um, okay. Fairfield's the the Cinderella team I would pick. Yeah, no, I I know Texas and Tennessee. Those those are powerhouses. They're they're in the top five. So I I know they're not Cinderellas. Yeah, and I, Tennessee. I mean, they're a good team, but they're still not the best team in in their state. I don't think that's Vanderbilt. Um, but yeah, I I don't really I don't really see um much in the way of you're inevitably you're gonna have one of these two or three seeds when the when they're regional. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean just picking some of those. I mean, I think a, another interesting one would be Michigan. Um, co- coming out of the Notre Dame, the South Bend Regional. But Notre Dame has been on fuego. I mean, They I'm have tell- been good. Notre, yes. Dame, Notre Dame has quietly been one of the best teams in the country this year. And it, it's, not even, it's not even close. Like, they, they are a – I mean, that, that's a team I don't want to see. But I mean, I, I think a, a Michigan team, um, I, I think they could they could maybe pull it out. Go big blue, baby. Go big blue. If it ain't, if it, look, if it's not gonna be my Pirates, it's got to be Michigan. So you know who I'm rooting for. You got your three teams in. You got yeah. I, I got I got ECU. I got Michigan and Duke. I got all three in. I got all three. So I, my odds of of winning a chip are pretty high right now. They're pretty high. That could, you know, I, I can tell you right to the now, wayside. Michigan and Duke, they're not winning a national championship this year. Duke Duke can shock some people. I don't think Michigan they're is going to really shock anybody. They're not I winning think, a national championship this year. No, I, I agree. I don't think they're going to win a national championship, but I think they can shock some people. I think they can win a regional. I think they can shock somebody. I, you know, I think they could come out and, and, and perform. Um, but, yeah, as far as winning a natty, you know who I think can win a natty this year. So – but that's all I've got for ECU baseball. You got anything else on the ECU baseball side or ECU yeah, sports in general? I, I really – I just wanted to talk a little bit about going back to the, the American tournament. Yeah. Um, talking about some of these guys that, that really stood out and really going back to the regular season. I mean, Cliff Godwin, he wins coach of the year. Gavin Williams mm-hmm. wins pitcher of the year. Gavin Williams started the year on, on the – basically the DL. I mean, he, he didn't really start the – season with the team ended up pitching the most innings for the ECU um, baseball team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, was our best pitcher. He, you want to talk about a guy that could go high in, in the draft this year. That's one of those guys. I think we've got two. I think you got Gavin Williams and you got Connor Norby, Connor Norby. I mean, dude's got 15 bombs. Also got 15 steals. I mean, I believe he's still batting over 400 on the year. Dude is a certified stud batting at the top of the lineup. I mean, he was the player of the year. ECU swept the uh, the season awards. Now I, I think that I think that ECU is in prime in a prime spot. But also you got Carson Wisenhut, you got um, Thomas Francisco. These guys are are they're not they're not the top guys right yet, but they have that potential to fill those shoes. Once uh, Connor Norby and Gavin Williams take the next step. Now let me let me ask you this: on a team full of studs, and and we don't know who's going to come out, and there could be a whole bunch of people coming out. Who do you think comes back next year? Uh, well, 
I mean, you, you do, have, do you think we do you think we get a lot of guys back, or do you think a lot of guys leave? I, I think Gavin Williams and Connor Norby are gone. Right. Uh, I think after this year, Gavin Williams and Connor Norby are gone. Um, after that, it, it we we don't know. Um, but right. but I think those two guys. I don't think I think this will be the last time we see them in the purple and gold. Mm-hmm. Um, now I could be wrong, but I, I do think that the, this is the last time that we we see those two guys. Gotcha. And I, I agree. I, I think those are studs. I think they deserve and belong to be at the next level. And I think they will go to the next level. Now, so. now there might be some other guys drafted um, with, with a longer draft this year, but you got to remember also the uh, prospect pools are, are smaller now with kind of how the MLB uh, reshifted things around. And so it, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see you come draft time Um but yeah, I think those two guys, those two guys could be top ten round picks. Um, I mean, they could be picked in the top ten rounds, and that in baseball coming out of college, that's where you want to be. In those right. top ten rounds, you're good. I mean, you're you're talking about a draft that has, I mean, it used to have over a hundred rounds, like it, it was insane. So um, yeah, the, these guys are these guys are going to be. These guys are going to be set. Also, shout out to Alec Burleson. Um, we got to get him on the podcast. Alec Burleson True. drafted in the second round last year by the St. Louis Cardinals. We've had two two Cardinals prospects on the podcast so far. Got to get the third. Uh, we were actually working it in in line with, to get him on, um, but then he got promoted, and we had to talk to we have to start talking to somebody else and start that process all over. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Alec Burleson. Um, dude is raking in double A right now. He 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 might make it to triple A this year, and and it's it's insane how good he is at the plate. Now that that's all he's focusing on, and he can still probably come in and, and pitch in in a pinch. And I agree. And I would love to get Alec Burleson on the podcast. That would be a dream. Jared, anything else you got to add to the ECU sports universe? Any other tidbits you want to throw in there? Uh, no, we we can we'll save we'll save the uh, ECU football stuff for another day. But oh yeah, our, we we can, we can go hours and hours and hours on ECU football. I know that. So now we do have some questions already. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start off. Uh, Steven, he shot us a DM uh, earlier today, and we we already kind of answered his question in, in the DMs. But uh, I I want to kind of hear your take. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of hear your take on it. Um, are there is there any truth to the rumors Cliff Godwin will be the next coach at LSU? And and I'll 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 let you you talk and then I'll 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 follow up. Yeah, I've been I've been I've been reading into this rumor since it first came out. Um, and and to be honest, there's I I I get why LSU fans would be optimistic about it, right? He was an assistant at LSU. He's got history with their coach that just retired. Um, you know, he has history in the SEC. They are a school that is willing to pay him a million dollars a year. I think we're paying him 400000 which that is not chump change. Just for the people out there that want to know, $400,000 a year is as much as the president of the United States is making right now. So that's not, that's not chump change. He's making good money. but. 400,000 is not 1 million with six zeros and two commas. So 
I, I, I get why LSU fans will be optimistic, and I get why, you know, it's, it's facilities might, might be better. Um, it's Baton Rouge. It's in the SEC. It's LSU. But me personally, I don't see it happening soon. I could, I, look, to say that he's going to be a pirate for life, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ever sit here and say that. That's unfair to ask him of that. It's unfair to even think that that he would be a pirate for life. Opportunities come, opportunities go. People do what's in the best interest for them and their families. And what he has already given to Pirate Nation and ECU has been more than enough. Nobody at ECU should ever be angry or upset at Cliff Godwin for going on somewhere else. He's given us his his all. He's given us everything. He's taken us to heights and places that other coaches just can't do. So I don't see it happening. I think I think he has some unfinished business in Greenville. He was an All-American academia in, at, at ECU. He was a three-year starter, maybe even a four-year starter um, at, at ECU as a catcher. I think he's got unfinished business at East Carolina University. I really think he wants to at least get us to a College World Series, if not a national championship, at least a College World Series. So I don't see it happening in the next two, three, four years. Um, I could be wrong on that. I could be dead wrong. He could be out after this season. But I just don't see it happening. If, I, if, if he does leave, I think it's going to be after we kind of knock in the door. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I think you're right in that. And that, that's kind of what I told what I told Steven in our, in our DMs. Uh, I, I told him, I said, look, He's turned down the job at Alabama. Right. I mean, I believe he's turned down the job at Mississippi State, which, I mean, those are two SEC programs that – Right. I mean – But it's not LSU. Well, they're, it's not LSU. Mississippi State – honestly, I think Mississippi State is a better well, job yeah, than LSU. That's, that, that, that's a good job. Uh, you're right. Mississippi State – Alabama's uh, not I, that great of a baseball job. I, but Mississippi I would, State, yes. I would rather work at Mississippi State than LSU any day of the week. Sorry. But I think – that if if he was gonna go somewhere, he's gonna do it. And he said this. He has said this. Mm-hmm. Have faith, guys. He has said this. He, he's not gonna go until he can retire the number twenty three. So, I think that he has to get to Omaha. Yes. And I, I don't think he's gonna go somewhere and then come back to retire the number. No. As a coach of another team, he's not gonna do it. He's got a good thing going. It's not like he's got a program that's not in the top 15 every single year that doesn't win a conference every single year that doesn't go to the tournament every single year. And, he's got a good thing going right now. And, and that's the thing with college baseball, and I hate that we're seeing it get away from this, but in college baseball, you don't have to be a Power 5 program to be a top 10 team, a top 5 team. I mean, you look at the, the teams like Cal State Fullerton, Dallas Baptist, Coastal yeah. Carolina. These are teams that have all gone really deep into Omaha or won the whole damn thing, and they're—I right. mean, they're not even mid-majors, really. They're not—they're—they're they're not. So that's the thing with college baseball. Yeah, they're, everybody ties it to money, but I think—I think it's more important than money to Cliff Godwin. Now, I—I I don't really—I don't fully know Cliff Godwin personally. We've talked a little bit back and forth, but to me. He doesn't seem that he doesn't seem like that kind of guy, and I, I'm willing to bet to a lot of pirates he doesn't seem like that kind of guy. So, 
And, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not betting on him going anywhere anytime soon. That's all I'm saying. Look, he, he was born and raised in Snow Hill, North Carolina. All right? That's, that's right outside of Greenville. He went to school in Greenville. I, I, I think being a pirate really means a lot to him. I think being yeah. the head baseball coach of ECU truly means a lot to him. And the only way I see him leaving is if he actually gets us to Omaha, like you said. And if not winning a championship, at least getting us there, maybe even a, a couple of times before he even considers saying, okay, I've done everything I could here in Greenville. Let me go somewhere else. Because I, if I know him the way I think I, I know him, he hasn't done everything that he wants to achieve in Greenville. But so, listen, listen up, John Gilbert. If LSU comes calling, which they, they will, and they probably already have. Yeah, they probably already have. If LSU comes calling and gives him an offer, make him a counteroffer that he can't refuse. If he's actually contemplating it, of all the coaches that we have at ECU right now, he's the one you back the money truck right. up for. I mean, is, is ECU baseball not the breadwinner right now? They is, are. Is, is, they is, are. Now, are they not the ones getting the bacon? Now, do they make as much money as – As fo- football? No, of no. course not. But if you want to talk about building – championship caliber programs you got to start somewhere and ec and ecu baseball is a pretty good foundation to start from right so that's all i gotta say on on the issue um pd asks are there any dark horse candidates for ecu to break out this year so or in in the in the regional i guess he's asking is there somebody that you're looking to be like the dark like the dark horse hero in the regional I've got my answer. From from East Carolina, from from our yep. club, from ECU. I, Dark horse, no. Because I, to me, I, I think I think the MVPs are either going to be Francisco or Norby. I, I I think one of those two guys are just gonna are just gonna go off for us. Um, Newsom, maybe. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't really have a dark horse. I, I think I think our studs are our studs. I, I've got two. Okay, um, first I'll go with a fielder, mm-hmm. Bryson Worrell. I mean, guy, okay. guy's been a stud all year, but he he doesn't get the recognition that some of the other guys in the lineup get. Um, he had a scary a scary play on Saturday, but uh, or on yeah on Saturday, um, but I, I think that I think that. There, there's an opportunity for him to make some noise in the regional and, and be one of those unsung heroes, mm-hmm. a la Travis Watkins from um, a couple of years ago when he hit the home run at, at the University of Virginia. Um, right. Now, from a pitching standpoint, and I tweeted this. We tweeted this uh, out before the elimination game against against UCF the other night. Mm-hmm. And I think had he not given up that home run in the second inning, I think we would have probably seen a a, a long, a long uh, pitching performance from him. I'm going Jake Kuchmaner, the guy. Okay, I forgot about Kuchman. I, I've been. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's thrown a perfect game. Not only has he thrown a perfect game, he's thrown it again. He threw a perfect game against a team that's in our regional. Right. It if that doesn't if the stars aren't aligning there, I, I gotta think that he there's going to be something special that he does, whether it's coming in in relief and shutting down a team for two or three innings 
or whether he gets to start one of these days and say we have to say we have to play a doubleheader one of these days and he gets to start on when all of our other studs are gone or are needing rest I, I could see him kind of pulling it out and I mean he, he's one of those guys that he's one of those he's got fire under him he's got fire within him but he's also that calm kind of character on, on the mound. You never see him get shook. I think, I think he's a veteran character in the, in the locker room. That's, that's kind of the guy that I'm looking at right now to say, okay, I'm going to put the team on my back. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a veteran. I think he might, be, he might have something to prove um, come, come the regional. So Jake Kuchmaner, Bryson Worrell, those are my two picks. Got you. Got you. And I think that's all the questions we had on Twitter. I don't think anybody else asked us no more questions. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and try and wrap this thing on up. Not a long episode. We didn't have too, too much to talk wait, about. Wait, you know wait, we came You got to walk the plank? I, I do have a walk the plank. I was actually thinking about this all day. But I'll go ahead and let you do yours first. Because I got, I, got, I got three possible. You got three walk the planks? Yeah. I got, I got a lot of beef with people. No, don't don't do all. Th- Jerry, we'll I'm go not, in the next two hours. I'm not gonna do all three. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do an honorable mention. Okay. Artie, did you see the new era caps that came out last week? No, I did not see the new era caps. I'm kind of happy I didn't. Now those things were atrocious. The local market caps, they they were terrible. Um, real quick, new era walk the damn plank, y'all. Put these these things out there and they, they were just ugly. They were the worst <laughs> hat I've ever seen in my life. Give me like a picture of, of, of the uh, design. Cause I, re- I, so I have not seen them. I don't know they, what they look like. They had like a lo- the logo on. So you think of it like you have panels on the front of the hat. You had the logo and then you had like, then you had the um, area codes uh-huh. of, of the, of the market on the other side. And then you had these other like emblems and like patches all around the hat. And most of them didn't even make sense. Like most of them didn't make sense. I, I it, it was ugly. It was, it was ugly already. And they, they, now who were they, were these for like all the teams or were they just, they, for... they made it for every team. They made it for every team. Mm. Mm. They, they I'll tell you what was not ugly though. Them white Sox new, new jerseys. I'll tell you that. Them Southside jerseys? Oh my goodness gracious! Oh yeah, they're, those, they're, gorgeous. Those, were, those were fire. All right, next, next on uh, walk the plank for me. Um, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and do all mine. Uh, the Maple Leafs blew a three-one lead to the worst. Yeah, team they the, did in, to the in, the worst team in the NHL playoffs. Yeah, they did. You got like honestly, you've got one of the highest like salary cap teams like playing you got like certified studs in your top six you got i mean you got two world-renowned goalies and you can't beat the montreal canadians walk the damn plank you know Artie, in the salary cap era for the nhl there's only two teams that have never made it out of the first round one of which is the toronto maple leafs the second being the florida panthers like dude I don't want to hear about all your cups. I don't want to hear about your cups. You haven't won anything in the last 60 years. What have you done for me lately? 
And then lastly, lastly, I got a bone to pick with somebody. All right. Julio Jones. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop. Julio stop. Jones. Julio Jones. Listen, I'm a Falcons fan. And if you say that you don't think, and I, and I quote, I'm out of here. Matt Ryan. I'm out of here. Doesn't have a, any more zip on his long ball. <laughs> but you want to go play? You want to go play with Cam Newton? I'm out of here, Jared. I'm out of here. I, get the hell out of here. We got Calvin Ridley. <laughs> we got Kyle Pitts. We'll trade your ass for a third-round pick and still be better. We don't you need something. you. We don't need you. I think Julio is giving Atlanta Falcons fans some insight on just how not that great Matt Ryan might be. Matt Ryan, I, Matt, check the stats, Artie. Matt Ryan is a top five quarterback in the league Jared, right now. You have a 46-year-old quarterback in your division that is outplaying Matt Ryan. 46. The dude's going to be a granddad in a couple years. And, he, oh, and, he's, and it's not close. Like, he's outplaying the hell out of Matt Ryan. All, all, I'm, all I'm saying is, Julio Jones, you went out. Walk the damn plank. We don't need. And you, you. better be lucky. You better be lucky. Drew Brees retired. He'd have whooped y'all's ass too. Jeez, what? <laughs> Come on, man. I look, look. I, Julio knows what he's doing. He practices with this man every day. He wants something different. He wants to go he play knows, with Cam Newton. No, he don't want to play no damn Cam Newton. That's what he said. Yeah, he don't want to play no Cam Newton. That is what he said. He might want to play in Foxborough. With Bill Belichick, but Cam Newton probably not going to be the starter. Does All right, let's know, let's go ahead want, and get that. Let's go ahead and get that out the way right now. Does Matt want, Jones is probably going to be the starter by week he, four or five. Does he want to play for Bill Belichick? What if you guys won though? We ain't won. What if you guys won. That's what I'm saying. We, we have an and NFC he's, and he's still salty about a 28 to three blown lead in which he was not at fault. Julio Jones made a catch that should have been the catch of the year. To win you guys a Super Bowl. That game was all on Kyle Shanahan. So I understand why Julio upset. That, that man game, played his whole that career game was on in Atlanta. Kyle Shanahan. And he ain't got nothing to show for it. Julio Jones walked the damn plane. <laughs> well, mine, mine are not as exciting as that. I look, I was gonna do the Naomi Osaka, but I don't know enough about that situation to do it. But I will speak on something that has really like alarmed me this is this is an athletes podcast we we support the athletes and i know jared hates the nba so he's probably gonna have Pick an up. issue go he's hawks, probably gonna have an issue go hawks, with baby. what i say Artie, i am a long time lifelong atlanta hawks fan i don't know what you're, no, you're about. not <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't name us one player you had to google <laughs> one player outside of trey young you had Clint to Capella. Google. you couldn't even say Clint capella we asked you. You didn't even say Clint Capella. My, my uh, internet connection was bad. Right, 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 right. Anyway, in the NBA, as of late and as of recent, there have been a lot of fans, not just heckling, not just cursing out players, not just talking trash, which that comes with the game. All right, hecklers, talking trash, booing, cursing players out. You sign up for that. That comes with the game. But when it comes to getting physical 
and throwing stuff at these players and trying to get a rouse or, you know, get a rise out of these players, that's something different because you can't expect a grown man to just walk back into the locker room and just walk back into the tunnel while you're throwing water bottles and popcorn and all this other stuff at him and saying this about his wife and his kids ain't shit and this, that, and the third. You can't expect a grown man to just keep walking and not run back out the tunnel and want to confront you. So to all the NBA fans out there, to all the fans of any sports league, that's NHL, that's football, that's tennis, that's baseball, whatever. Go to the game. You pay for the ticket. You deserve to be there. You deserve to heckle. You deserve to talk trash and to boo and to do all that. But when it comes to actually getting physical with these players, you have no right to do so. You have no right to throw anything at them. You have no right to be a Jared Chaffet <laughs> in the, in the Minji's Maniacs and, and just come for somebody's life. You have no right to do that. So to those NBA fans, to the ones in Boston, to the ones in uh, Washington, and I forget the other, the other spot, I think maybe Philly, uh, walk the damn plank. You know better. You should have done better. And New York fans, too. I don't, I don't want to forget about the New York fans that spit on Trey Young. Let me tell you something. If you spit on me, I'm pulling a Ron Artest. I'm jumping into the damn st- – I'm jumping into the stands. I'm just telling you that right now. If you spit on me, I am, I am coming for your whole family. I'm jumping into the if, stands. If, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you've never seen it, already, have you – do you know who Ty Domi is? No. Ty Domi, I mean, he, he played, had a long NHL career. His son plays for the Canadians. Um, does he play for the Canadians still? No, he plays for Columbus now. Uh, Max Domi. Um, Ty Domi one time was in Philadelphia playing for the, I believe, the Maple Leafs. And mm-hmm. he, got, he took a penalty. And I think somebody, somebody threw some water on him, and he squirted his water bottle over on the guy. And I the, think I've seen that video. And the guy, like, pushed up against the, the penalty box. Guess what? Glass breaks. You're in, the, you're in there. You're in the jungle now, baby. You're yeah. in the jungle. <laughs> and Ty Domi is one of the nastiest dudes that has ever played the game of hockey and just starts wailing on it. You got coaches in the, in the NHL throwing shoes at people. Like, <laughs> old but, 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 here's, but here's my thing. But the fans don't, don't started it. Don't be an yeah, idiot. Don't be an idiot. If you started it, if you ask him for it, ask and you shall receive. So, yeah. Now, another thing we can talk about, and we'll get off real quick, is my dude LeBron James. LeBron James. Laying on the floor <laughs> for 80 seconds after getting poked in the eye. That Get was your big look, ass up. Get your big ass up and go play the game of basketball. I am a huge LeBron James fan. I've been a LeBron James fan since I was like maybe eight, nine, ten years old. That was the softest moment in his career. That was soft. Not All when right? he, not he, when he I was watching off. that. No, not I was watching that game. Cramp? <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't see that. But I was watching that game. Yeah, he got poked in the eye. He got poked. And I get it. It hurts. Whatever. But, bro. You laying on the floor for damn near three minutes, and, and, and for what? What, what, what do we do? We stopped the game. There's a technical foul called. People had to go over it. He had two trainers, one to the left, one to the right of him, making sure everything was good. It's, it's too much. It's too much theater at this point. And I love the NBA. I am always going to advocate for the NBA. I love basketball. But it is – it's starting to get a little too much theater. I don't want 
theater. I want gladiator. I want actual sports. So, I mean, hell, PK Subban. I don't. I don't like PK Subban. I, I just. I don't like him. I. I don't. I, if he was on the Hurricanes, I'd love him. But I don't like him. I don't like him because he's always played against them. Now, PK Subban. I'll say this. He got sliced. His leg got sliced by a skate. He didn't even fall to the ground. Got stitched up, finished the game. Well, look, hockey players are built different. I'll give you that. Jeff, hockey, players, hockey players are just built different. You, you, look, you look at Kevin Pillar, MLB, New York Met. I hate the Mets. Dude took a 94-mile-per-hour fastball right to the dome. Broke his nose. He's out 14 days. Played last night. Got a hit in his first game back. He was down for less than 75 seconds. Yeah. You look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow t- tears his ACL. He's on the ground less than 70 seconds. Mm-hmm. Get your ass up and play the game. I'm I, with you. I, 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 get, I, I, I get being hurt. I get being hurt. Basketball is, <laughs> basketball is a contact sport to some, to some extent. But get your ass up, LeBron James. At least, at least, just walk over to the sideline. Yeah. You you land in the middle of the, of the court or at, at the baseline is unnecessary. Get up, hold your eye, walk over to the sideline, get taken care of. Softer than back Charmin. Softer than Charmin. <laughs> I don't care, LeBron. LeBron, come at me, bro. LeBron James. LeBron James. All right, that's all I got. I got a I got a hockey game to go watch. Yeah, I know it's seven twenty one. Uh, game two, real quick. Lightning, Canes, give me your predictions. Canes win 3-1. So in tonight's game, they win 3-1. Yeah. All right, Pirate Nation, you heard it here first. I ain't got nothing left to, to add to that. Go Canes, even though I'm a Blackhawks fan. Go Canes, I support you. Hope they hope they win tonight. All that good jazz. Wash your hands, wash your butt. And uh, until next week, Pirate Nation. Peace. Deuce.